brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Traveling with a Reformer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. The Man That Corrupted Hadleyburg and Other Stories by Mark Twain. Section 22. Traveling with a Reformer. Last spring I went out to Chicago to see the fair. And although I did not see it, my trip was not wholly lost. There were compensations. In New York I was introduced to a major in the regular army, who said he was going to the fair, and we agreed to go together. I had to go to Boston first, but that did not interfere. He said he would go along and put in the time. He was a handsome man, and built like a gladiator. But his ways were gentle, and his speech was soft and persuasive. He was companionable, but exceedingly reposeful yes and wholly destitute of the sense of humor he was full of interest in everything that went on around him but his serenity was indestructible nothing disturbed him nothing excited him but before the day was done i found that deep down in him somewhere he had a passion quiet as he was a passion for reforming petty public abuses he stood for citizenship it was his hobby his idea was that every citizen of the republic ought to consider himself an unofficial policeman and keep unsalaried watch and ward over the laws and their execution he thought that the only effective way of preserving and protecting public rights was for each citizen to do his share in preventing or punishing such infringements of them as came under his personal notice it was a good scheme, but I thought it would keep a body in trouble all the time. It seemed to me that one would be always trying to get offending little officials discharged, and perhaps getting laughed at for all reward. But he said no, I had the wrong idea. That there was no occasion to get anybody discharged, that in fact you mustn't get anybody discharged, that that would itself be a failure. No, one must reform the man, reform him, and make him useful where he was. 
must one report the offender and then beg his superior not to discharge him but reprimand him and keep him no that is not the idea you don't report him at all for then you risk his bread and butter you can act as if you are going to report him when nothing else will answer but that's an extreme case that is a sort of force and and force is bad diplomacy is the effective thing now if a man has tact if a man will exercise diplomacy for two minutes we had been standing at a telegraph wicket and during all this time the major had been trying to get the attention of one of the young operators but they were all busy skylarking the major spoke now and asked one of them to take his telegram he got for reply i reckon you can wait a minute can't you and the skylarking went on the major said yes he was not in a hurry then he wrote another telegram president western union telco come and dine with me this evening i can tell you how business is conducted in one of your branches presently the young fellow who had spoken so pertly a little before reached out and took the telegram and when he read it he lost color and began to apologize and explain he said he would lose his place if this deadly telegram was sent and he might never get another if he could be let off this time he would give no cause of complaint again the compromise was accepted as we walked away the major said now you see that was diplomacy and you see how it worked it wouldn't do any good to bluster the way people are always doing that boy can always give you as good as you send and you'll come out defeated and ashamed of yourself pretty nearly always but you see he stands no chance against diplomacy gentle words and diplomacy those are the tools to work with yes i see but everybody wouldn't have had your opportunity it isn't everybody that is on those familiar terms with the president of the western union oh you misunderstand i don't know the president i only use him diplomatically it is for his good and for the public good there's no harm in it i said with hesitation and diffidence but is it ever right or noble to tell a lie he took no note of the delicate self-righteousness of the question but answered with undisturbed gravity and simplicity yes sometimes lies told to injure a person and lies told to profit yourself are not justifiable but lies told to help another person and lies told in the public interest oh well that is quite another matter anybody knows that but never mind about the methods you see the result that youth is going to be useful now and well behaved he had a good face he was worth saving why he was worth saving on his mother's account if not his own of course he has a mother uh, sisters too damn these people who are always forgetting that do you know i've never fought a duel in my life never once and yet have been challenged like other people i could always see the other man's unoffending women-folks or his little children standing between him and me they hadn't done anything I, I couldn't break their hearts you know he corrected a good many little abuses in the course of the day and always without friction always with a fine and dainty diplomacy which left no sting behind and he got such happiness and such contentment out of these performances that i was obliged to envy him his trade and perhaps would have adopted it if i could have managed the necessary deflections from fact as confidently with my mouth as i believe i could with a pen behind the shelter of print after a little practice 
away late that night we were coming uptown in a horse-car when three boisterous roughs got aboard and began to fling hilarious obscenities and profanities right and left among the timid passengers some of whom were women and children nobody resisted or retorted the conductor tried soothing words and moral suasion but the toughs only called him names and laughed at him very soon i saw that the major realized that this was a matter which was in his line evidently he was turning over his stock of diplomacy in his mind and getting ready i felt that the first diplomatic remark he made in this place would bring down a landslide of ridicule upon him and maybe something worse but before i could whisper to him and check him he had begun and it was too late he said in a level and dispassionate tone conductor you must put these swine out i will help you i was not looking for that in a flash the three roughs plunged at him but none of them arrived he delivered three such blows as one could not expect to encounter outside the prize ring and neither of the men had life enough left in him to get up from where he fell the major dragged them out and threw them off the car and we got under way again i was astonished astonished to see a lamb act so astonished at the strength displayed and the clean and comprehensive result astonished at the brisk and business-like style of the whole thing the situation had a humorous side to it considering how much i had been hearing about mild persuasion and gentle diplomacy all day from this pile-driver and i would have liked to call his attention to that feature and do some sarcasms about it but when i looked at him i saw that it would be of no use his placid and contented face had no ray of humor in it he would not have understood but when we left the car i said that was a good stroke of diplomacy three good strokes of diplomacy in fact that uh, that wasn't diplomacy you are quite in the wrong diplomacy is a wholly different thing one cannot apply it to that sort they would not understand it no that was not diplomacy it was force now that you mention it i-yes i think perhaps you are right right of course i am right it was just force i think myself it had the outside aspect of it do you often have to reform people in that way far from it it hardly ever happens not oftener than once in half a year at the outside those men will get well get well why certainly they will they are not in any danger i know how to hit and where to hit you notice that i did not hit them under the jaw that would have killed them i believed that i remarked rather wittily as i thought that he had been a lamb all day but now had all of a sudden developed into a ram battering ram but with dulcet frankness and simplicity he said no a battering ram was quite a different thing and not in use now this was maddening and i came near bursting out and saying he had no more appreciation of wit than a jackass in fact i had it right on my tongue but did not say it knowing there was no hurry and i could say it just as well some other time over the telephone we started to boston the next afternoon the smoking compartment in the parlor car was full and we went into the regular smoker across the aisle in the front seat sat a meek farmer-looking old man with a sickly pallor in his face and he was holding the door open with his foot to get the air presently a big brakeman came rushing through and when he got to the door he stopped gave the farmer an ugly scowl 
then wrenched the door too with such energy as to almost snatch the old man's boot off then on he plunged about his business several passengers laughed and the old gentleman looked pathetically shamed and grieved after a little the conductor passed along and the major stopped him and asked him a question every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe if you are ready for a new mission join u.s border patrol and go beyond learn more at cbp.gov careers what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.